Now, if it's a crappy glass or a bottle of wine that someone brought to your house during the holidays or you're in an emergency in a restaurant and they had a very limited selection, uh, maybe you don't want to taste that wine. So I would skip the aeration, the swirling and the decanting. But in a perfect world, what's in your glass should always be something that you are very excited to taste and want to taste the most you can, all of the layers and all of the complexities. Have you signed up for my free downloadable cheat sheet with all the tips on wine? If not, go to sipwithnikki.com forward slash resource and I'll send it right to your inbox. And here's a hint. One of the tips that I cover on that easy to read sheet is what we're talking about today, which is wine's frenemy, oxygen. <laughs> I get so many questions about both sides of the coin when it comes to, okay, I'm ready to drink a wine. Should I be aerating or swirling? How and why and how long? And then always, but especially at this time of year, early January, when the hot topic is, oh, are you doing dry January? By the way, I am not. Not even going to try. I might do a damp January. might cool it a bit. But, you know, I got work to do. I got wines to taste for you. So there will be nothing dry about this January. Um, but especially if you live alone, if you are the only wine drinker in your home, if you just really have great self-control and drink, you know, less wine and want to know how to spread a, a bottle where you've spent your hard-earned money for as long as you can, um, that is the other question that I get. So today we'll be talking about all things oxygen, how to add it when you want it, and how to avoid it when you don't. So here we go. <music> So two additional questions that I get often about wine, whether I'm leading someone in a wine tasting or even just in a conversation with friends and family. Um, the first one is always about aerating and swirling and, and is it important, decanting, how long? And then on the flip side, I get questions about, well, how long does a bottle last if it's still open and what do I do with it and how do I preserve it? So... I'm going to talk about these two together because they are both related to the eighth element on the periodic table, oxygen. Uh, we're going to talk first about adding it or incorporating it into your wine and the benefits, and then we're going to talk about how to protect against it so that you can enjoy your wine as long as you would like to. Listener questions. So many listener questions came in on this topic, which is why I knew we needed to cover it right away. Brian wants to know, why does exposing wine to air in the short term make it taste better, but over the long term cause it to go bad? I know, Brian. It's manic, isn't it? And Katie wanted to know, when should you aerate a wine and when shouldn't you? And then listeners Tracy and Jay had very similar questions about, okay, what's your favorite way to preserve wine if you're only drinking one glass? I don't want to waste half of it because I didn't drink it fast enough. So here you go, you guys. These answers are for you. So first off, um, I think of oxygen as wine's frenemy. It's friend and enemy, depending on the moment and what we're trying to do. When we are opening a new bottle of wine and getting ready to enjoy it, 
We want to smell as much as we can. We want to taste as much as we can. Obviously, that's going to lead to the most enjoyment. So one of the things that really helps with that is oxygen and exposure to air. Now, that happens naturally when you pour it into your glass, but there are some other things that you can do to introduce even more oxygen because you're just going to smell and taste more when you do. Uh, write this down, pull this out at your next cocktail party when you have a beautiful glass of wine and you're swirling it in a circular motion and you can tell people, oh, I'm volatizing the esters because that's actually what you're doing. So what does that mean? Well, for those of you who have suffered through any type of chemistry, organic chemistry, like I did, um, you may remember esters are a category of compounds in organic chemistry. And in wine, there are a lot of esters. And these these are typically the compounds that give us um, some of the beautiful, delicate aromas that we get in wine. But they're volatile, meaning they exist in the wine, but they're kind of sleeping because the wine was in the bottle. But when they come in contact with oxygen, as they hit your glass, or as you are swirling or decanting or aerating, they release and they wake up. And that's why we smell and taste more. This is a good application of chemistry. <laughs> so how do we do that? So there's a couple different ways to do it. And, and the answer is also it depends on the wine. For the most part, white wines because they're a little more delicate in their structure and their aromas and their flavors, we generally are not pouring those into a decanter, right? Sort of like a, most of you know what a decanter is, basically a glass pitcher of sorts. Um, not necessarily done with white wines uh, because they are so delicate that, that when they hit the glass and get exposed to oxygen, they're already waking up pretty quickly. Whereas the structure of red wine, right, and, and tannins and generally higher alcohol for a lot of them, um, more weight, more body, they're a little more sleepy after being in the bottle, especially if they've been aging in that bottle for any length of time. So they're a little bit harder to wake up, kind of like uh, many people on New Year's Day when I'm recording this. <laughs> they're a little hungover. So with red wines, that is where things like aerating, decanting, letting the wine, quote, breathe, become um, even more important because that's just going to lead you to smell and taste more. Now, if it's a crappy glass or a bottle of wine that someone brought to your house during the holidays or you're in an emergency in a restaurant and they had a very limited selection... Uh, maybe you don't want to taste that wine. So I would skip the aeration, the swirling, and the decanting. But in a perfect world, what's in your glass should always be something that you are very excited to taste and want to taste the most you can, all of the layers and all of the complexities. So here's the thing about aerating and decanting wine. People always ask me, how long? And there's not one specific answer, right? Right. Instead, I'm going to turn the answer on you and I'm going to challenge you to some really fun wine homework. Next time you open a bottle of, let's say, red wine, open it, pour it right into your glass and taste it and stop and notice. How does it smell? What do you taste? And most importantly, how does it feel in your mouth texturally? And then swirl it in your glass 
and taste it again after a minute or so and notice, does it change? And then grab a decanter, pour it in there and let it sit for 10 minutes and do the same thing. And when you stop and notice the changes here, if you can tell a difference between right from the bottle, right into the glass, swirl, or decanted, if you can tell a difference and you like the ones that have been exposed to oxygen more, then that's what you should do. But if you can't tell the difference, skip the steps. Life has enough steps and necessary things that we need to do. Do not add any more to your life unless you are perceiving a benefit, right? There are also some great products out there that are aerators that can attach right to your bottle or that you can pour the wine through and they just help. I call them a, a fast pass. They um, introduce oxygen more quickly. So if you're like, I need to have this glass of wine stat, um, look in the show notes. I will put a link for Venturi, which is a great aerator that I used to use and also some great decanters. Decanting is great because it does two things. Um, first off, if it is a natural wine, an unfiltered wine, or a wine that's got some bottle age on it, generally there's going to be some sediment in that bottle. And so if you're gently pouring the wine into a decanter and you don't turn the bottle upside down while you're doing it, but do it with some finesse, um, typically the sediment will get stuck in the shoulders of the bottle. Uh, and then the wine that goes into the canter will be a little bit freer of sediment, so that's great. But obviously, when you pour wine into a decanter, think of the surface area now of the top of the wine that's being exposed to element number eight, oxygen, and that is going to open up the wine, relax the wine um, a lot quicker than if it was just um, in your glass, where the surface area is really just a fraction of what it is of the circumference of a decanter. The one thing that I encourage you to think about with decanting is temperature. So the ideal drinking temperature of red wine is about 60 to 65 degrees. It's just the chemistry where we smell and taste the most of most red wines is in that 60 to 65. Well, I've talked about this before, but most people drink their red wines too warm. They're drinking them at room temperature, which most people's homes are, what, 70, 72? And you just lose some of the delicate aromas and flavors, and you tend to notice the alcohol on a wine a little bit more, right? If you've ever like been in a restaurant outside and you order a glass of wine and they're serving it to you warm or you've been sitting outside with it on the table and you take a sip, warm red wine seems higher alcohol. And for most of us, <laughs> to each his own, but for most of us, that is not the, the character of the wine that we are after, a sensation of alcohol. We know it's there. We accept it. But we don't want to notice it, right? So getting that red wine to um, a cooler temperature in that 60 to 65 degrees really helps to let the wine shine. And you know, if you have a wine fridge or a cellar, which I talked about in the aging episode, you'll get there. But you can also just stick the wine in the fridge, a red wine, for 10 minutes, and it'll get it to that temperature. Now, when you pour wine into a decanter, let's say it's a big, bold California Cabernet Sauvignon that's going to benefit from time in a decanter. 
The problem is the decanter for most people is sitting on the kitchen counter. So now as the wine is um, aerating, it's also warming up. So last night was New Year's Eve and Michael and I cooked a, an awesome surf and turf meal and we opened a beautiful reserve Cabernet Sauvignon. Uh, I poured it into the canter and I literally stuck the decanter outside in the backyard on the picnic table uh, while we were cooking our dinner. And it was, you know, probably 50, 52 degrees out. So that wine was aerating in the decanter, but also not getting too warm. So that's also just something to think about. My last thought on decanting wine is I don't always do it. And here's why. Well, life is busy, right? And I'm all about <laughs> using the least amount of steps to get things done. I love efficiency. But more so than that, one of the things that I love about wine, in fact, when I think back to like my aha wine moment, which happened when I was working on the Disney Cruise Line in 2006, and I went to a beautiful restaurant called Palo on the Ship. And I had my first sip of Tignanello from Antonori, a super Tuscan wine. And it was suggested by the server. And it was the first time I ever experienced having wine in a glass that sip one and sip two and sip five and sip eight. Every time I raise that glass up to my nose and to my mouth, the wine changed. It like it was unveiling layers. And that was the first time I really understood the concept of complexity in wine and how wine changes. Well, the reason it was changing was that it was being exposed to oxygen in my glass and it was going through its different stages. It was really, really tight. And then it ah, relaxed in my glass. If we had decanted that wine, I would have missed that. I would have missed that transition. I would have missed that journey. So yeah, I would have skipped from A to Z and the wine would be at a great place. But for me, I enjoy that evolution. I enjoy noticing how the wine is changing in the glass. So sometimes I will choose not to decant or even aerate a wine, especially if I'm in a setting or in a meal where I can actually have the luxury to pay attention to it and enjoy it. Um, it's kind of fun to to go on that ride with the wine and ride the the aeration wave with it. So that is why sometimes I will um, skip decanting. Okay, so hopefully those those are some helpful tips. That the bottom line is, like I said, try it. Try your favorite wine right from the bottle to the glass. Try it after swirling. Try it through an aerator and try it through a decanter. You will find what you like, and then that is what you should do moving forward. So the second part of the oxygen is wine's frenemy question is um, always about, okay, well, how long does a bottle last if I don't finish it? Um, and after I ponder that and try to understand what that actually would be like, because we don't have a lot of unfinished bottles around here. Kidding. Not. Um, a couple things to think about. So first off, it depends on how full the bottle is. If we think of a typical wine bottle, which is 750 mils, let's say that you uh, live alone or you have a partner or a spouse that doesn't drink and 
you have really good self-control, especially in the new year, and you just literally pour yourself one glass of wine. Well, now that bottle is still pretty darn full with just a couple inches of oxygen on the top, right? So you put the cork in it and you, you know, put it on your counter. That is going to be better the next day or two days after than a wine where you drank most of it and you had a glass or two left because what's left in the bottle is more oxygen than wine. And that's what's making a wine funky in day two or day three is the oxygen, right? There's a very fine line between wine and vinegar, and the bridge between those two is oxygen. That's how you make vinegar. Red wine vinegar is literally made from red wine that was left to oxidize and be, you know, come in contact with oxygen. So that's the first thing that's going to determine how long you have before the wine starts to change in a leftover bottle is the bottle more wine or more oxygen, okay? The other thing that's going to change that is temperature. So the lower the temperature, the slower the effects of oxidation, which is what is making the wine taste not the same on day two or day three. So even if it's a red wine, you're going to carry it over from today to tomorrow, put it in the fridge. The lower temperature of the fridge is going to slow the effects of oxidation, help your wine taste better. Just remember to take it out of the fridge, you know, in advance of when you want to drink it on day two or day three, and let it warm up. Not to room temperature, but maybe that 60 to 65 degrees that we talked about. That'll help buy you a little bit of time too, is the lower temperature. Really, if this is a common occurrence where you are not finishing a bottle or not finishing bottle two or three, <clears throat> then I would definitely uh, recommend investing in a Coravin. Uh, Michael and I have had a Coravin in our home forever. Uh, I started using them working at the winery, which is how I got exposed to them. And the Coravin is a device that there's two different styles either has a needle that goes through the cork, so you don't even pull the cork out and you pour the wine through the needle, through the cork, um, or the newer option that I like and that I recommend, you do the pull the cork out and it comes with a little rubber flip top stopper that you replace the cork with. And then you put this apparatus on the wine and, and pour through it. What both of those styles, either the Coravin with the needle or without what they have, is a little capsule with argon. Argon is just an inert gas so that when you're pouring wine out, instead of there being now oxygen in the bottle, the argon goes from the little capsule into the bottle and replaces wine's enemy at that point, which is oxygen. And that is going to give you much more time, more than days. Um, weeks, actually, even if it's the, the Coravin Pivot, which is the one we use at home, where you pull the cork out, put the stopper in, you know, pour your wine. Now the argon is protecting the wine that's left in there. And they say you have up to four weeks where the wine is preserved and you can enjoy it. Most people don't need it for four more weeks. They need it for maybe four more days, right? So it certainly gets the job done. Um, we love that. We use that often. We also like that because, as you know, we are big nerds around here about pairing food and wine. And so, like, you know, some nights if we're having a, a cheese course or cheese board, 
and then we're having an appetizer and then we're having a protein. Like we like to pair different wines, but we're not necessarily going to drink two different bottles or three different full bottles. So we will use that Coravin to, you know, do a partial white for pairing with our cheese or apps and a partial bottle of red for our protein heavy course. And then we've got two open bottles that are preserved and we can enjoy those over the next couple of days. So hopefully that helps. Um, I mean, the main way to just avoid this whole question is just, you know, finish the bottle. But especially in the new year, as we are all thinking about making healthier choices and being more mindful, (laughs) I fully am aware that there is a need for preserving the wine. So pay attention to temperature um, and check out the link in the show notes for the Coravin. Um, The price has really come down over the years. Initially, when the first model with the needle came out, it was like $400. And now you can get it for right around $100 with multiple little stoppers. Um, There is also the Coravin Pivot Plus which comes with another little aeration attachment. So how cool is that? That little bundle actually addresses both of the things that we've talked about today. So you can pour through the aerator when you're enjoying it and then put the the stopper on it when you want to keep the wine um, intact. So check out the link in the show notes. I'll put some of my favorite bundles in there. But hopefully we have answered some of your questions about aerating and decanting, how and why and how long. How long does the bottle last after we open it? Preservation tips. And in the end, hopefully these things help you to get more life and more enjoyment out of your wine. Well, there you have it. Clear as a cloudy, unfiltered Chardonnay, right? (laughs) Hopefully clearer than that. And hopefully you've got some tips in your back pocket now to, again, help with your enjoyment when it comes to what to do with your wine right out of the bottle and what to do when you want to keep it in there longer. The link for the Coravin Pivot is in the show notes here. As you heard, I am a huge proponent. Just used it last night here in our house. So grab yourself one of those. It is relatively inexpensive and will save you hundreds of dollars in the long run so that you're not pouring out wine that's started to get funky. Um, And again, go to sipwithnikki.com forward slash resource to do two things. You can download the free wine tips cheat sheet, and also you can sign up for the mailing list so that you'll be notified when new episodes are releasing. And finally, if you are enjoying this, and I truly hope that you are, please feel free to share this episode with someone who you think it may help. Uh, Leave us a review, leave us a rating, just like Uber five stars if you're having fun learning, and uh, that'll allow us to continue doing what we're doing. So until next week, sip well. Sip with Nikki is hosted by Nikki Lamberti. Production and sound mixing by Catherine Bryan. You can always send your listener questions to Nikki at sipwithnikki.com or find us on the Sip With Nikki Facebook page or visit us on Instagram at Nikki Lamberti. Thanks for listening. We can't wait to sip with you. This is Sip With Nikki, a production of Take 10 Studios.